Hello, hello. Welcome to the Eddie Conversation Podcast. My name is Eddie V. Hill. Uh, this is episode number 45. I am a filmmaker living in Los Angeles, California. Joining me today is Sunette Driff. Hello, hello. Yes. Sunette Driff in the building. Hello, yes. How are we doing today? <laughs> doing good. Thank you. How awesome. are you? I'm doing great. Okay, cool. Good. Yeah. yeah, we're trying this new thing with, well, I guess... Let me pull that down. Yeah, I can hear it. It's annoying okay. me. Um, trying out this new microphone technology. <laughs> yes, I think it's a cool <laughs> idea. I like it. I feel like I'm on Saturday Night Live. Great. This is this is just like that. Um, so you mentioned you. Uh, all right. So you are. How did how did you you're kind of jokingly self-defining describing yourself before we're rolling do you mind doing that for what was i team? saying you're like i'm an aspiring director filmmaker. oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes um my name is Sinette drift i am from atlanta georgia i am an aspiring filmmaker um right now just producing mainly producing documentaries and learning from great role models but the goal is definitely to direct incredible films and write incredible films so yeah Lovely directing. Directing. So, so we'll talk about that. Let's jump with a nice easy question. And I'm already realizing that the toughest part of holding a microphone is I'm used to trying to drink water too, and I'm trying to figure we'll out. We'll be all right. We'll figure oh, it I'll out. I'll be good. All yeah. right. <laughs> is directing? How do you? What is? What is? This is a, I kind of feel like a dumb question, but how do you... There are no such things. How do you define directing? How do I define directing? Um, that is a... Or being a director, all of the above. What, is it, what does that mean to you? Um, I think being a director is obviously being good at communicating, um, being good at delegating, um, understanding what you want, and also just... Being great with people, I think directing is obviously a large responsibility. You're in charge of a lot of people and who have a lot of different personalities and who all do different jobs. So, like, being able to connect on some level with everybody and um, being kind to people, I think, and having good energy is a big part of it for me. So, yeah. Great, great. I think those are all, uh, yeah, that makes sense to me. okay so you're describing it as um you're kind of emphasizing the ability to collaborate with those around you in an an artistic fashion but um i guess like the 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 follow-up question would be like what um what drew you to wanting to uh as you know for this to be your path Honestly, um, it started when I was very young, but I didn't realize really until I was older. I've always been, like, interested in photography and editing and, you know, like, I used to, when I was a kid, um, go on my dad's desktop and just find, like, really harsh acne, like, people that have really harsh acne, and I would find programs online that, like, would allow me to Photoshop or whatever, and it was just like a hobby for me, so which was really interesting, right? Because, I mean, that doesn't have anything to do with directing, really. 
but it does have to do with just like I enjoy the art of making something beautiful I guess um but as I got older I think I just started connecting more with motion pictures and like really seeing and understanding how much time and effort goes into it but how much like I connect to it you know when you just like watch a movie and you're like why am I so emotionally connected to this, you know what I mean? And I just love that feeling. And I was like, okay, I would love to create that feeling for people too. And um, it all kind of came together with the fact that I was already into photography and it just happened. Um, I, it just clicked <laughs> in my head one day. Like I remember yeah. the day it clicked in my head even. I was just like, wow, okay. And I started writing in my journal all the ideas that just came to my mind and it was cool, yeah. Yeah, what was... Uh, was there anything specific that happened that that was it a sp like a specific day, specific moment where that click happened, where or, or you just kind of I envisioned that you had there was a specific thing that triggered it, but is that not is is that is that the case? Um, so I don't I don't quite have. I that think myself, it was I, it's I'm not gonna say it was a specific thing. I think like I said, it was like just over time falling in love mm -hmm. with pictures and motion pictures. Um, but I will say. I was watching, one of my favorite music video directors is Nabil, and um, Frank Ocean is one of my favorite artists. And I had watched this video a thousand times, I think, but um, I just watched it one day, and I was like meditating and journaling and, you know, just reflecting, and it was kind of just playing, and I was just like, I'm so insanely drawn to this. <laughs> and it just, that's when it kind of just clicked, um, even though I had already watched that video a thousand times. It's, um... Interesting because it wasn't a movie, but no, I mean it's still <laughs> it's still a collaborative visual medium yeah. that tells a story, and yeah, so uh, that makes sense that it would take after watching a thing a thousand times and loving. It, I guess maybe I haven't thought about that in a while, but the dissecting of why something's working is a, uh, I'm I'm trying to. Okay, because like, I know I think about that a lot too. It's it's a it's crazy how much goes into a thing and why a thing works. And I guess maybe that it all starts with the director, but there's all the different hands and all the different voices that kind of get mixed into that. Um, what did what what were you able to dissect maybe from this specific uh, video or or different stuff that you? were inspired by what was the conclusion that you were reaching when digging deeper into why it was working so well for you? Mm, rephrase that question. <laughs> <laughs> so why, uh, why do you, ha why do you feel, how do you feel, what is the best way to Jeez Louise, this is a tough... Yeah, <laughs> that was like out of a movie or something. <laughs> the question is, why do people... How do people get so affected by what we put on the screen? What What is it that that influences? Well, I think that's just like the human tendency um, to want to be understood and to want to connect with others. Um, I think that's the base of, like, 
the reason why people watch movies, mm-hmm. other than wanting to be entertained. But like, I'm more drawn to things that cause an emotional reaction, I guess. And I think that's kind of what you're speaking on. Yeah, who knows what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I really think that the reason why people want to watch what we create is because they feel some sort of connection or some kind of, you know, they can relate or feels like somebody understands, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I guess, like, I think about as a, let's say, as a director, our objective is we want the audience to feel a certain way when they watch something that we're making. And then the challenge of working with the team and putting something on the screen and having the proper reaction come out at the end, Mm -hmm. that's, like, a whole challenge on its own thing. Um, Right. So how... Uh, what I was gonna say, <laughs> my that's gonna be another dumb question over here. There are no such things as dumb questions. <laughs> I was gonna say, what is what is um, a feeling that you are drawn to that you want to uh, that you find yourself coming across trying to put on other people, not put but provide for others. Um, that's a good question. Um, let me think. Can I think about it? Yeah. Like for five seconds. Because <laughs> sure. I know, for, I know for me, I'm a fan of, and this plays heavily into just even our conversation here. But I like to play into the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the awkward, um, kind of normal human flubs and things that happen that people aren't trying, like the accidental human things, like people tripping on an accident or people saying the wrong thing and. Or the miscommunications between, I don't know. I'm I'm a big fan of leaning into awkward and trying to normalize that and kind of I make like it that. fun and yeah. uh, giving giving people hope on oh like it's okay to you know the weird is okay the yeah. weird is cool and everybody it's, it happens to everybody so yeah, yeah I like that a lot um, I think that's definitely. Um, an emotion that is cool to tap into because it's um it's fun to make everybody feel like welcomed mm-hmm. you know like you're not an alien you know and um because movies are specific stories about people and and all their you know weird tendencies or the things that they go through that you know i don't know it's just that's fun i like that yeah i think i think people try some people uh try very hard to avoid those those moments so you know just you don't you don't have to do yeah. that like run straight for them you know yeah. it's kind of my thing but yeah. all like right there, there's your five seconds okay thank you <laughs> um honestly I feel like I tend to lean towards more of the um I like making people think like I like creating a puzzle out of a story and the idea of you know, trying to figure it out is really fun for me. And that mixed with a kind of like going into the deep end, um, just on the more darker side, on the more like, I don't know, insidious side. Like I enjoy going into dark worlds and unpacking those emotions, but also making it a puzzle, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, the mystery drama. I'm imagining like a crime thriller of some kind, darker tones. But mm. I don't know why. I, I, I don't know why like, I'm thinking that. But 
I think there's a director that I really love. Her name is Matilda Finn. I don't know. Have you ever heard of her? I have not. Um, she um, is a director under Stink Films, and they are a great production company. But she, her work, I think, I really can relate to. And it's just kind of like unpacking a really dark emotion without saying it straight to the audience um, and kind of letting the audience figure it out for themselves. That's fun for me. I think like the chase of like what's happening, what does this mean? Like I enjoy that, mm -hmm. um, but not really so much like crime, like detective stuff, <laughs> sure, but like sure. just a little bit, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm a fan of the uh, the subtle, like the subtle, not so subtle message giving where people leave with with a thought that wasn't actively spoken to them through the movie i think that's always like a fun thing yeah. that happens um so you are saying that that's that's kind of a similar path that you you're that, that inspires that you that i'm drawn to yeah that you're drawn i to. enjoy giving people those emotions i that's definitely um something i'm i'm drawn to lovely um, I recall because we we've only met uh, once prior, mm -hmm. and I know we keep up on the socials here and there. Um, last time we were chatting, uh, uh, we were talking about how you were looking forward, to, like your previous experience prior to us meeting was primarily like in the music video world, um, and I forget. I don't even remember when, when we met up for coffee that one time, but how long ago was that? That is a good <laughs> question. Like um, six months? Yeah, it's it feels like not six, that long. almost six months ago, I would say. Got some sirens. Um, okay, so since then, I know you have been on some narrative film sets because that was, that was something that you were excited to experience and feel that how different it was from, from the music video space. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... Congrats on, on, on being busy with some of that. Thank you. Can you tell me about how it was slash how it's been since yeah. that ex those experiences? Um, it's been a journey that I'm just very grateful to be a part of. Um, I think I just respect the art so much. And um, it was just really eye-opening and you just kind of start to get the grasp of it more of like what you're going towards and you start to feel like just how massive it is and how much it takes and seeing the people and the call sheets and every day. That's another big thing for me was just like being able to work with the same people for like a month is really fun. <laughs> like instead of it just being like a one day, 12 hour shoot, I think that was like a huge part of it for me that I just, you know, picked up on and enjoyed but yeah it's been a journey um and i'm just so happy that it's actually been a transition that's occurring in my life because like you said i've definitely wanted to do it to be around narrative film sets for so long to really you know just start to get into it and get into what i really want to do um but i do love music videos i'll always love music videos because it's fun to be able to just go crazy and create something for just three minutes. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you can just create a whole world 
that you don't have to be super attached to. That's not going to take this much time and this much money. And you can it's, experiment and all yeah, that. Yeah, that's fun. I think, and I'll always appreciate that. Yeah. So. I had I had thoughts in there. Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll, the, the current thought I'm actually having is I think it's cool that you are because I all right. I was going to ask what in what capacity. Just to clarify, what capacity or what capacities have you been involved in the in, on the narrative side with? Because I, I think you had mentioned like camera team, or yeah. I forgot. I forgot if 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 you've been able to dabble in multiple. Uh, departments or, or I definitely have been able to which again I'm also very grateful for um, just the people that believe in me that are willing to teach me and all of that um, I wanted to get into camera because I feel like it's just something that will help me become a better director um, it's just that knowledge that I feel like is so vital to know for me mm -hmm. at least just speaking well, I for agree. myself I think so it's good um, but yeah, so I was a second AC on um, a feature film. That was my first feature I ever worked on. And um, And this is that one that went for a month, or was this a different one? This was two weeks. Okay. Yes. Um, and that was, that was exciting and fun. And um, I'm an associate producer on a documentary right now. And I did... Also, I was a production coordinator as well on another one. So, three so far. Nice, <laughs> nice. Since we last talked. <laughs> yeah, very cool. So, it's cool. Yeah, I was going to ask, okay, I don't know, man, okay. I have too many. <laughs> Let it out. <laughs> the thought is something that I really appreciate about, or that, I'm, that I think is really cool about you, and I don't know how you're doing it. Maybe I'll have this chance to ask is uh or maybe remind me how long have you lived in LA it had it was a year August 15th today's Halloween so <laughs> a little over a year great yeah yeah because you moved here um I, man, I'm gonna sidetrack remind me of the experience before moving to LA in, in film um so I was doing photography very lightly not taking it very seriously but um, I happened to run into somebody that kind of overheard my conversation. It was actually at a restaurant with my friend, and I was telling her about my photography. And then this director overheard me talking about me wanting to be a director, and she just kind of brought me on board. And I started producing a lot of her work without really knowing that I was producing, you yeah. know? I was just, like, booking locations, talking to people, you know, making sure people get paid without knowing that's what a producer or whatever PCPM does. Mm -hmm. So that's how I got into it. And that lasted for like a year and a half or so. And then a production company out here um, just saw me working on set a lot with, um, with her. And then they invited me to LA. And yeah, so a lot of it was producing work and photography for a while. But this production company um, in L.A. reached out to me, gave me a couple directing jobs, and then it just went on and blossomed from there. So. Yes, that's very <laughs> cool. So what I was going to say was um, I was doing a little bit of, as we do when we hear other people talk, is thinking about myself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and There's nothing wrong with that. And 
my my specific path i recall like one of my things before my move was i wanted to have you know enough experience under my belt to when i did move to los angeles i wasn't just floundering and like because i i had a lot of maybe like there's there's a seed in there where like if i move and i'm not ready this could go bad you know this could this could not go there's ways that it could, you know, not be very fun. Yeah. Um, so I, I spent like maybe five years, you know, doing doing my 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 hustle in Reno before I moved to LA. Now, I think it's really cool that you have are floundering <laughs> around in LA. No, I'm not saying you're floundering at all. I know. No, I'm just messing I'm with you. I'm <laughs> saying that it's it's really cool that you are here, and you are very good at like a, your persona is so cool oh, thank you <laughs> that's so nice thanks um that you have this confidence in like in on the directing path that i think is great that you're happy to be a, in a support role in a narrative space or otherwise where you're here to observe and then on the side you're still you're still full on capable of directing while also doing the other thing and, and balancing both. I think that's an awesome thing. Thank you. Yeah. So I was going to ask, how do you do that? <laughs> because I came here with already knowing that I've directed like 30 short films mm -hmm. and I've been on certain sets and I was like very comfortable with comfort, I guess is, you know, the, the key word. I was very comfortable with like, I can, like, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. And then, I'm trying to imagine myself in your shoes learning as you're going in this crazy town. Yeah. Um, it's. I'm not going to say it was easy because it was very hard. And there was a lot of hard decisions I had to make throughout my whole experience here. But um, <clears throat> I think I was, you know, I was living in Atlanta, working a good job. Still, you know, wanting to direct, of course. But... Um, just not as much, I wasn't working as much on it as I wanted to, and I think that was because of my network was mm -hmm. was different in Atlanta, and my network in LA kind of just blossomed, even though I wasn't living there, because um, I just was working on so many sets, you know, people fly from LA to work mm -hmm. on Atlanta sets, and that's how I met a lot of those people, yeah. um, which was great, and I'm so grateful for that, but the the decision really, it was handed to me, it was like, do you want to come in LA to LA and work yeah. you know on what you want to do yeah. quit your job your comfortable nice job and live you know and then give it a shot you know come out because it, it yeah. was like a because that job is that a was it a like a full-time position where it's like yeah it was a full-time okay, position okay. that's helpful yeah I mean it wasn't like anything I'm not gonna say it was stable um because I think sure it was yeah, like, it was on the music video side, right? So that's also one thing. But, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't as um, stable as, like, what you would say a full-time job is. Yeah, you know, yeah, it was more it, here and there. Yeah, I was just making sure it wasn't like, hey, we have this, this two-week gig. You right, right, right. Job <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have done that if that were the case. But, yeah, so that's, that's what, how it started. And then it was just really, like, I just wasn't happy with – what was what I was doing at that time I think it was like I'm willing to take this risk so it kind of just was like I know if I don't say yes to this 
I'm going to regret it, and I'm going to think about it, and it's going to eat me up. So I have to just go and see what happens. And um, I think just pushing myself towards uncomfortable situations is, like, kind of my way of, like, forcing myself to grow. <laughs> as scary as it is, I just kind of do it because I just I hate living with regret. It's, like, the yeah. worst thing ever, yeah. you know? <laughs> I am familiar. <laughs> no, I'm familiar with the same uncomforts. Uh I don't know. I don't feel like that that feeling ever leaves. Yeah. Um, because as soon as you accomplish the thing that you were uncomfortable to approach in the first place, the next thing comes up and you're like, all right, well, now I got to raise the bar again. Now I'm uncomfortable to chase that. And then it's just like a infinite <laughs> discomfort yeah. ladder. I think just <laughs> the path of becoming a director is uncomfortable. <laughs> On its own. <laughs> so mixing it with, yeah, L.A. and, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> and, did, and then was, um, I guess, I'm assuming so, but was moving to Los Angeles, how soon did that enter your, your was that like a plan? Then the opportunity came up and it was like, all right, cool, I was already thinking about this already. Yeah. Or? Um, honestly, like. My mom will say that I've been saying I'm going to go to Los Angeles, California since I was a kid, mm -hmm. but I don't remember saying that, sure. <laughs> but she says that, that's what I said. But no, I think like around the time that that happened, I was kind of already thinking like I need to get out of here type of thing. Like I should go explore and mm -hmm. I was thinking New York, but then the opportunity for LA came up and I just kind of took it. So yeah. So when you say explore, I guess this, I was going to ask, so you, um, you grew up, you kind of grew up in the same town forever, like you, mm -hmm. you never, you never quite, quite moved around and stuff? Okay. No, so I didn't like move that. around, but I traveled a lot. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you have traveled. All right. Um, we don't have to dive down that road. <laughs> um, Where have you been? <laughs> so, yeah, I was talking about that. <laughs> you? Um... <coughs> so i don't know i was gonna all right i'll just talk about this little <laughs> i was going through your instagram mm -hmm. and one thing that i thought was cool because you are very um i guess I, I i credit it to the music video background but that also sounds like it's just you in general too because that's probably why you ended up in the first place in photography and stuff but uh, you have this, uh, I dug this one post that you had where you kind of explained this, this plastic knife, knife trick that yeah. you're doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I guess for context, you had this kind of, I think you're, it was a photography experimental kind of hangout thing. Yeah. It, it seemed I like. was literally with my brother at yeah. my house. <laughs> okay. So you had your brother at your house. And you post a photo of him in this lighting and this kind of cool, cool, cool look. And then the next post stop is you have the BTS shot look of it, of what it actually looked like on accomplishing the task. And you explain um, how you did it. And uh, I was just curious on if that's a, a consistent thing you're always kind of playing with. And if I guess maybe for, for folks that aren't familiar with the situation, maybe explaining what that specific thing was, what the goal was there, and then if you still do stuff like that. Um, I think I 
just enjoy making stuff, um, whatever that may be. And photography is one of those things. Um, yeah, I was literally with my brother. My brother is, he likes to take pictures of himself. So I was like, let's take some photos. I have a camera. I have my apartment, which has like a little studio, you know, like nothing crazy, just a backdrop and like an alien bees light. But we just had fun with it. And it was really just the thought of like, oh, people use prisms. I've always wanted to do that. But I didn't have one. So. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the, the, yeah. The prism is like the. It's like a literal glass pyramid thing, right? That's what it, is that what it looks yeah, like? Yeah, yeah. It, and they come in different shapes and sizes okay. and stuff. But um, yeah, just I didn't have it, so I just wanted to try to make something new. I think that's just what it was, and it was fun, and it was cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's cool that it worked out too. Yeah, because <laughs> if you put this this glass prism in front of the lens, of course it'll distort and kind mm -hmm. of do these cool reflections in there. Mm -hmm. So your your DIY, I'll call it, variation of that was a plastic a plastic knife. Plastic knife. <laughs> that's all I had. <laughs> it, it came out cool. It's very Thank you. yeah, it's very nice. Thank you. Yeah, because you, you talked about how like you wanted this, but you use this instead. You wanted this, so you just threw this on there. Mm -hmm. Like you you backlit with this. You swatched that. You swapped out the the kitchen light with this red bulb, and you're just kind of playing around. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. I like creating stuff. It's fun. I think I love. Like I said. I love the camera part of it. I love, like, the editing part of it. It's just art is fun. Yeah. So. Yeah. So what role does photography still play in your life? <laughs> and how do you uh, parallel that with um, directing? Um, I think being able to take a good still shows a lot about what you can do as a director. Um I mean, I'm not going to say it shows a lot, but it shows something. It shows, like, that you have an eye. Mm -hmm. um, but photography is just, like, it's a, it's a fun thing because with Photoshop, which I love, you know, just creating worlds out of, it's like you can combine the still that you took of this person and do a whole bunch of different stuff with it on the computer, and that's, like, fun for me because you can create a whole world, Sure, you know? L limitless opportunities there. It's yeah. scary to me. It is scary. You can light a whole person's face differently but not make it look, you know, yeah. crazy or whatever. So <clears throat> I think photography, I've always – I have 70,000 pictures in my cell phone. I don't know how my phone still functions, honestly. 70? Is that, I is love that an exaggeration? Pictures. No, it's honestly not. I can pull it up. Okay. <laughs> it's bad. All right. Wow. But I just, I've always loved taking pictures. I love, like, keeping the memory. It's, I think it, you can see people's emotions and who they really are in, in pictures. And mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it means a lot to me. A photo means a lot to me. Yeah, because I know you still on occasion will, will post some photography to your, like, your Instagram and stuff. Mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh, cool, she's... Still working on that. Yeah. Because um, I do agree that it does – it's it's a nice – I'll call it um, like a, a low-pressure environment to experiment with the director eye. Right. Because we're always trying to communicate with our cinematographer or right. otherwise on a vision that we have. And if we don't know how to envision it ourselves, how can we communicate it for others – and if we can't even put the image up for ourselves, how can we tell somebody else what to do? I agree. Um, and then, yeah, I, I, yeah, for sure. I don't know. Um, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Photography is great. 
Taking good still <laughs> is very important. <laughs> Take a good still, composition, lighting, and then of course there's still the opportunity to direct your your model or or even if it's just yeah. landscape or whatever too. Yep, very um, true. Look this way, have this reaction, feel this way, and do this. It's yeah. also a collaboration because yeah. if your energy is off, the model is not gonna respond well to that, and that shows on the camera, you know. So it's I think about making people feel good, and people I think I don't I don't think I really hear a lot of mm. directors talking about making people feel good, and why that's important. Um, producers and directors I don't I don't really hear that too oh, often. Yeah, is, all right, let's talk about it. So, okay. so people Let's can hear about it. it. <laughs> so when you say feel good, mm-hmm. um, can you elaborate? Yeah, um, just not making people feel uncomfortable in your presence. Like not wanting people to feel judged, not wanting people to feel like they are doing something wrong all the time. They got to be on their toes. Maybe they'll lie to cover up their mistakes. It's not a, a trustworthy environment. It just causes a lot of problems. Um, and I think being able to be good with people makes a world of a difference mm-hmm. in the product that you guys are collaborating on. So, and I wish people would talk about that more. People in, you know, positions like directors and producers. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know that's, no, I, 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 uh, I agree that it isn't really something that a lot of people are consciously thinking about when they are in those positions. I know some are, I mean, you know, it's, it's always a wide range of people that we collaborate with, but thinking about directors that I've worked with, let's say, I know some directors, there's an expectation that, hey, you know, these people are getting paid to be here. Mm-hmm. I don't have to talk to them at all. They're, they got, right. you know, they're here, they have to perform, they have to do their job. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how I treat them. Not that they're treating them poorly. It's just like there's not this this uh, going above and beyond to make them feel good and comfortable and seen and heard. Like there's yeah. that's the uh, I mean it. I, I ideally that's you know the expectation is we should be making people feel that way. Yeah, um, I think it's a. I know it's it's a lot of you know pressure and high stakes involved, of course. It's people's time, it's people's money, it's people's story, you know, people's creative writing, whatever. Everyone feels, like, attached to the project. And for some reason, that gives them some type of entitlement to be rude to others. But really, it doesn't help the situation Mm -hmm. at all. Um, And I've seen it just happen, you know, when somebody, a producer on set, is being just kind of a dick to everybody. (laughs) And everyone's just pissed all day. And the product suffers, your work suffers, the art suffers, the emotion of it suffers. But I've seen the opposite side, a producer, director that's just so nice to everybody. It's such a great team player, even though they are the leader, you're still a part of a team. Um, and it makes a world of a difference. Yeah. You know? We yeah. rap earlier, everyone's happy, like people, the, everyone wants to work. People aren't wanting to go home sooner. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, people want to be around. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah, definitely. I'm having flashbacks to plenty of productions <laughs> currently. Um, yeah. Yeah, because I know I, it's it's always a weird thing, too, because I, I, I know there is also a disconnect with there are producers and such that they do – 
verbalize how much they care and you do feel the genuineness there it's like hey we're making a thing i appreciate you being here what we're doing is important but then there's the you know we're working you as much as we can because we have you for 12 hours so it's like there's a little bit of a disconnect well i mean i'm i don't i think i've had a really good example of a genuinely great producer and collaborator um Mm -hmm. It's the producer I'm working with on this um, documentary that we're doing, and it's it's not really like that. It's it's more like, you know, when I'm in the office, it's just like, hey, did you order lunch? You know, hey, are you um, do you need anything? You're good. I'm gonna get a water. Do you want? It's just like very human things that yeah, you can yeah, tell. Like yeah. you do care. Or if it's like he wants me to stay late, it's like, hey, do you have dinner or anything planned? It's not just an assumption, but it's still like, obviously, that that makes me want to work even more and <laughs> even like more tediously on whatever we're doing because it's like, I feel so great to be in this environment. Yeah, there's the appreciation there. Yeah, but I get what you're saying because I've definitely had that, you know, people that kind of know how to play that game to get you to yeah or i guess more of my thing too was like some people just don't know they're even playing the game they no they know okay maybe they know producers (laughs) know they're playing the game come on (laughs) producers know they're playing the game i think some don't they do they do i know (laughs) okay who knows maybe Maybe you're right there's a why okay agreed yes that everything is possible i do know that i yeah i do appreciate the I know some, <laughs> I worked on one recently where uh, the producers were super kind, super yeah. nice, and were always coming around set, like patting me on the, like, check, like touching my shoulder and be like, hey, are you good? Everything good? And I was like, yeah, no, thanks so much. You just checked on me like 10 minutes ago. I'm still yeah. good. Thanks. That's such a good feeling, isn't it? <laughs> and I'm like, chill. I'm good, bro. It, like makes your head think clearer and everything. You can yeah. focus more because <laughs> yeah, you feel was, safe, you know? Mm-hmm. It was very nice and yeah. very consistent. Um, yeah, so, yeah, be make people feel good out there when you're directing people. Yes. That's, I mean, I think about, I, I seriously think about that so much. Like whenever, Do you? Whenever, I too. Like, <laughs> even just in the world, because it, it translates to life yes. in general. It does. Oh, we're going to have to tap into that conversation. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say the simplicity of, I was just talking to you about, we're currently uh, filming in, in um, my living room. And um, I was talking about the the noise of the mm-hmm. traffic. And, you know, this is Los Angeles, wide gamut of wacky cars going around that are very noisy. And whenever I hear a loud muffler going by or some some huge truck rolling coal or whatever the thing is, the, I'm always like, well, you know, everybody just wants to be heard and seen. And this is this person's. Wow. That was deep. I was not <laughs> expecting the traffic to become a whole deep thing. Yeah, wow, that's really because wow, good connection. This is this that's that person's way of making an impact on the world. Yeah, and they're like, if I do this, I will get noticed, and people. It, I don't. I mean, it's usually not uh, in a way where others around them are actually enjoying. They're looking because they're not. They're not looking because they're happy usually, but hmm. I mean. It still comes down to this person wants to be heard and seen, and this is the way that they're going about it. Um, but yeah, I think I think yeah about people craving that. 
but what, what, how are you going to, what was your approach going to be on, on um, life? <clears throat> how you were saying it relates a lot to the world. Yeah. Um, I think that's one of my favorite things about just being involved in film in whatever capacity. It's like, it really teaches you so much about the world. It's like every set to me, it's like a miniature world. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like all those things are happening. Money is involved. People's emotions are involved. Art is involved. You know what I mean? It's like it teaches you so much about just how to interact in life, period. And that's I love that about, about, um, about film and creating film. Yes. Okay, yes, yeah, so you're going that route where the worst set is a metaphor for the for life. For the entire world. Yes, yeah. yes. I think about that all the time. Because <laughs> I feel like I learned so many important lessons on set and so many principles become real to me on set, you know? Yeah. Yeah. If you can survive on a film set and or thrive Thrive on if, a film set. If you can thrive Thrive <laughs> on a film set. <laughs> if you can thrive on a film set, life is kinda it's kind of doable. Yeah, you yeah. feel like you can do anything. Yeah, yeah. You're like I can walk into this grocery <laughs> store and have any interaction and be have comfortable. Any interaction. Yeah, I think that's so cool about film. Yes. Nice. I like that. <clears throat> yeah. All right. I'm looking at my phone. Uh, we talked about that. Um, okay. I'll, I'll jump to a couple. I'll jump to a very simple question. Okay. <laughs> I don't feel like there's anything here whatsoever, but you said there's no dumb questions. There are no dumb questions. On Instagram. Yes. <laughs> you have yourself cuz I know like when you when you make your profile into like a business account, you have to choose like this thingy. I think yours currently says gardener. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask about why you chose gardener. Gardener because <laughs> I want to bring life to everything. I think that's what gardeners do. Okay, okay. Bring so life to everything. So I'm just like, is it meant to be? How like, is it meant? Is, is it like a half joke? Because you're yeah. Not, yeah. I I don't take. I think it's good to like not take yourself too seriously. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I've definitely had my moments where it's like film director, sure. but I'm not a film director yet. Sure. I haven't directed a film. <laughs> you know. For so, sure. but it's like I understand the law of attraction and all that, but. Yeah, it's kind of a half joke. Okay, okay, okay. I, I mean, I, yeah, I was just like, I haven't seen Gardner. <laughs> I see convenient. I see convenience store a lot. Uh, I'm definitely not a convenience <laughs> store. <laughs> I don't know why people put that. <laughs> I think it's good to just jo- okay, you know, but joke I like it and laugh at yourself sometimes. Sure, Gardner. I think that's funny. Um, okay, this is uh, all right. What do I got? Um. Man, I keep saying um and uh. All right. Next, let's talk about one thing that I guess has kind of been crossing my mind a little bit more lately and uh, is the, the, the reminder slash the thought of how I view myself um, in terms of the word. Like, okay, let's say it's Halloween, Halloween season currently. And there are kind of expectations on what people are into in, during this time. Is you know A lot of people are excited about some costume party or carving pumpkins or going to the haunted hayride or going to see a scary movie or blah, 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 blah. Um, and then I think about myself 
And I'm like, I don't want to do any of that. Such an introvert. <laughs> I'm an introvert too. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to do any of that. Introverts. And I don't even know if it's introvert. You don't or have- staying home. <laughs> <laughs> well, even staying home and watching a scary movie or carving a pumpkin with somebody that's close. Like, right. The, it doesn't, whatever. Not on a big scale. So, sure. We could go introvert route. I mean, definitely introvert. I see myself as extroverted introvert. I, I need... I think it's important to be an extroverted introvert in the film industry. Yeah, you have yeah. to... It brings it out of you. You need it. Otherwise, you ain't making it. You are not going to do well. Yeah. I guess I guess more... I was, what I was trying to get to... We should go over that after this conversation, because that's another thing to talk extroverted about. Extroverted introvert? And how that, how that relates to film. Okay. Um, I was going to talk about what... <laughs> That's where you were going. <laughs> no. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. How, when somebody asks, how would you describe yourself as normal? What's normal? <laughs> what is normal? <laughs> I don't know. What is it? Do you know? <laughs> so if, if somebody would be like, let's say somebody came to you and they're like, you're not, like, you're not normal. That happens often. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't offend me. I take it as a compliment. Sure. Same, same. I'm like, that's great. Thank you so much. I don't want to be normal. But what is it? Um, I guess normal is just conforming to the masses, I guess. Right? I mean. Basic. Ba- basic. Whatever. But, I mean, I just don't think. Yeah. How do you view uh, it, I guess, is, is more of the question I was trying to lead to there. I kind of just rather not even have an opinion on it because everyone's living in their own reality and I have no say over how you want to live your life, you know? Of course, I I mean, it comes to a point, don't be violent, don't be, you know, all of that stuff. But but I mean, as far as like just being basic, like that's, or whatever that means or entails. Sure. I I guess I'm not really asking for you to judge the people that, that fall into the category of, of being proud of being normal whatever i don't know whatever the, what, more of your own self-processing and how you uh tackle that own subject in in your life because i feel like there's an aspect of film mm. where i don't feel like anybody is normal and we're all i feel i feel like just in life anyway everybody's weird yeah but, uh, in their own way yeah in their own way and either people run toward it or they run away from it um but how do you, yeah, um, how have you come to a, terms? That's, that's actually cool to bring up because I find myself writing a lot of treatments that scare people sometimes. And they're like, why would you even think of this? Mm-hmm, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, I guess that's just my style. And I really respect that about myself. I don't really fight myself on it or doubt myself too much as like an artist, especially if it feels right. Um, but yeah, I kind of just feel like everyone's going to gravitate to the people that they want to create with. And like, eventually I'm going to meet people and I'm starting to meet people that are like, that dig my style and like the things that I think about. Um, So, you know, and that's the thing about music videos too, is like, you're so constrained with the song. Like you have to Mm -hmm. kind of, you know, get into an element that matches the song. Yeah, it's got to make sense on some level, sure. Yeah, so and that's cool because it makes me drawn to different music. So, because I think about what can I create to this song? Yeah, yeah, because once you you kind of tackle one feeling, you're like, well, 
I could do a song that feels the exact same way or jump into something yeah. entirely different. Get and, into this side. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, not everybody's going to be ready for your ideas. So you just kind of have to. That's a good way of putting you know, it. I like it. Just keep going and find your tribe, you know, Yeah. which I'm finding. And it's, yeah. it's cool. Yeah, that is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. No, it just came up to me recently where somebody somebody told me that where it's like, or 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 it was implied that I wasn't normal, and I was like, I haven't heard that in like in like years. Yeah. That's like interesting. I'm like, this is a good reminder. Like yeah. I forget. Sometimes I forget because we do live in our own our own realities, and we I've kind of created this like film centric. I film people around me all the time. Like, I don't really... Get out of that bubble. Like, I'm in my bubble yeah. a lot. So, it's I'm like, oh, that's right. There, There is a world. Other people. Los Angeles is huge. There's everything here. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Either way, I wanted to bring that up and see how you tackled that, which is great. Yeah. Uh, I think... I'll see if there's any... Good, good, good. Oh, I guess let's just jump right into the other thing that you had said would be cool to talk about. Uh, before we forget it, is That's the right. it? introverted extrovert oh, yeah. in, in the role and how that plays in uh, in film life. What was your, what was your thought there? Um, honestly, I'm an introvert at heart, <laughs> straight up. I just always have. Need, I need my me time. I need to recharge. It's not personal to anybody. It's just who I've always been, and I think I have a lot of great ideas and epiphanies when I'm alone. And I can kind of self-reflect and whatever, get myself straightened out. So that's very important to me. But as I've gone on and, you know, continue to be a part of um, this film world and this collaboration world, it's not really, like, I can't spend as much time alone as before, you know? And it's it's more like I can't, I also can't pick and choose anymore, like, because sometimes, like I said, you're on set for this amount of days and you just got to able to deal with people all day every day for that amount of time that you're working on that project so that has been so hard for me yeah because like i said it's not personal to anybody it's just i need me time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that, i can't get it that makes me think of um <laughs> this thing happens to me on set where i know like at lunchtime i i crave almost just like sitting alone and getting some sun or something it's <laughs> yeah. like i just need to be away mm -hmm. and have my moment and i do know also when i get a time to go as we call it in the film industry 10-1 um yeah. go to the restroom uh like i know like <laughs> i'll close the door and like this whole weight kind of comes off i'm like oh my gosh oh yeah. i'm alone <laughs> i totally relate to that but there's no choice you gotta like you know get some sort of extroverted side to you, um, you know, and I think I've done that by realizing how much, how special people are, and I kind of just try to focus on that and be like, you know what, as much as I can learn from myself and being alone by myself and how good that makes me feel, it can also make me feel good to be with somebody and learn from them and reflect off of them and just, you know what I mean? Yeah, I was going to take it back all the way to when we're talking about making people feel good mm -hmm. is it doesn't really 
you shouldn't have to be a producer or director to be in that mindset of making people feel good around oh, yeah. you. Especially if you, yeah, I don't know. I'll just leave it at that. Is even in a position, let's say like I often script supervise, or even from a second AC position, you're still around everybody. You're still, everybody's there and you're working with certain people or even people that you're not working with. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like I know. Oh, yeah. Like, I know, I don't know, people, <laughs> I have this, um, uh, I don't know, depending on what hat I'm wearing, too, uh, figuratively speaking, um, will determine a little bit of my personality on set, for sure. Like, as a script supervisor, I'm a lot more pulled back and observant, and I'm listening, like, I'm listening to everything, and I'm, I'm staying in tune, but I don't speak up much, Um because that's not what I'm there to do. I'm there to just be aware of everything at all times mm-hmm. and speak up when I need to. So um, I know when I'm in that position, I'll s- usually when I do speak up, it's because something's wrong and I have to go to the AD or the director or the cinematographer and be like, hey, by the way, we jumped the 180. Or it's, it's usually like, oh, Eddie's, com- Eddie's coming up. What, what are we, what are, What's wrong? Mm-hmm. So I know I like to mix it up with I'll go up to the AD and I'll be like, Hey, I don't know if anybody's told you this yet. And they kind of like lead up to a, I don't know, but you're doing a really good job. Like you're doing great. Keep it. Yeah. <laughs> or like I'll go around and break it. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's, that's, see, that's healthy. That's what we need more of on set. I yeah. wish more people were that, that way. And then they'll roll their eyes and be like, uh. Yeah. Uh, but they need that. Yeah. Because sure everyone's busting their balls all day, you know? Yeah. So. So, I know, yeah. So, yeah. Be nice to people, okay? That helps you be extroverted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little excuse to say a couple things a day. It's always yeah. nice. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, if, if yeah, you, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Correct on everything that you said. Um, when you think about directing... And uh, how how has it been gaining experience in an observational way? Like, if you're not directing yourself, are you looking for? I don't know. How just how do you continue to challenge yourself as a director when, let's say, when you're not directing or you're trying to just witness. The invite, like, how does, how do you tackle that? Well, I think as a director, right, you're kind of overseeing everything. So, no matter what department I'm in, I'm kind of getting a, a piece of knowledge as to like what that department is really truly doing and what they really truly need, um, and also how it feels, right? Because then as a director, I can relate more to whoever, you know? Um, Yeah, like, I think regardless of what I'm doing on set, I'm always learning about directing. Because the show is going on, and there are moving parts and pieces that are making that happen. So I always have something to learn. If that makes sense. No, it definitely makes sense, 100%. And I agree. I guess like I'm I'm 
I'm trying to also gauge how difficult it is to get, um, or maybe it's not difficult, but to get like new tidbits or new, because sometimes let's just say if you're on the same set for two weeks, at a certain point, you're like, these are the same people doing the same thing. I mean, there's always something to pull from, from everything, yeah. but, um, or, cause I know like I, I talk to plenty of of even just friends of mine that, that, you know, do other positions. I mean, you know, we all, we're all hustling. Um, where I've heard the criticism of, like, I don't think I even want to do, because like, I have a buddy that wants to direct, but he does sound. Like, a sound is his excuse to get on a set and observe. But he's like, I think I tapped out. Like, I think mm -hmm. I've gotten everything out of, from this role that I can... I feel, I, don't like, know. I don't know. I feel like I don't um, know. I feel like you can learn how to become a director um, by, and I think we talked about this too last time we met, was starting small. Learning how to direct one person will mm -hmm. learn teach you how to direct two people, and then three, and then so on. So I think it's cool to create art for yourself. And just do what you want to do with whatever resources you have and mm -hmm. grow from there. Yeah, we definitely talked about that. Yeah. That's huge yeah. on uh, so, something I push for. I, don't, I think if you want to do it, you'll do it. You know what I mean? I think if it's for you, you're going to fall into that role in whatever capacity and then grow with consistency, of course. Yes. I like it. <laughs> Speaking my language. <laughs> If you want to do it, you'll do it. Yeah. Um, you know, I think about that all the time when I hear excuses. I'm like, well, if you don't want to do it, there's an excuse for it. Um, I think that's also... Spin that into a negative sense. <clears throat> I think that's also, like, what we were talking about, how, like, set life is a metaphor for the entire world, you know? Mm. It's like um, being extroverted it's going to help you so much when you're just directing one person or two people because, like, you have the energy to get them excited enough to actually make something cool, you know what I mean? So it's, like, I think it's a lot about that energy. You know, when someone, like, for example, like, let's just say, like, something goes wrong on this scene and everyone gets really, like, their energy just kind of gets down. They get zapped. Yeah, yeah. The, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's like you're... It's like you're, yeah, sorry, excuse my language. It's like you're pulling. <laughs> it's like you're pulling your crew on your back to like keep going because there, yeah, you know, a little so bit much of has a, gone wrong. A little bit of a loss of confidence there. Yeah. yeah, and I think as a director, it's like being that person that can carry everybody with the energy of like the show must go on and then you know continuing. But I think that that energy starts, you know, can start small too. You know? Yes, yeah. Because, like, some people don't create art for themselves, right? But I think that's where a lot of the first initial knowledge starts, you know? Because how can you convince two people to create a story that you came up in your mind, you know? I think that has a lot, a lot to do with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I often think about it in terms of just blurting. Like, it's good to start with uh, as an introvert learning to just say something out loud is like step one, <laughs> you know? I've gotten past that part. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. No, but like in terms of like, oh my gosh, there's this fear of I don't even want to ask this person to act in my thing because yeah. I'm afraid. And it's like, just ask them. Just yeah. say it. Yeah. Which is like, it's a little bit different than introvertedness. But no, 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 it is. A... It is introvertedness. Like I had went through that at some time. And I think throughout just being in LA, I've gotten this like, and I'm grateful for this. I've gotten this sense of like, just... It's like, I'm not scared to talk to you. You know what I mean? Like, why? Why? And and then once once you just click that in your head, it kind of just like, just, just talk out loud. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's going to judge you for something. There's nothing wrong you could say unless you're offending somebody on purpose. You know? What's the worst that can happen? They're going to say, no, I don't want to act in your movie. Be like, okay, <laughs> cool. There's yeah. other people in the world. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Also, that has a lot to do with not taking things personally. Again, back to the metaphor that set is <laughs> literally a metaphor for life. That is that is all very difficult. Yeah, it can be. <laughs> it well, can be. It's difficult because this is the life passion. Yeah. And it's like I put all this work in and I feel like if so-and-so that I actually look up to and would love to work with doesn't mm. want to work with me, then... Even that's just they're not even a stratospheric like Will Smith or something, you know. It's like just this other person. I feel like mm-hmm. we're a good. This is a good match. This should make sense for both of us. And then being denied when you've put all this work into yourself and you've mm-hmm. curated a thing specific, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I no, feel like yeah, I'm following. That, that attachment could, um, yeah, it's all hurt your feelings. You know, we, we, yeah, the the the, the self doubt. I mean, it doesn't happen luckily too much to me, but I know self doubt creeps in here and there, especially like between gigs or I haven't had a gig in a while or whatever. Some you know that always creeps back in. But um, have know. you ever read the book? Um, I believe um, it's called "A Man Thinketh." Nope. So he is. That's the phrase. A man thinketh, so he is. Um, it's a really great book. I think you should get it. But I think it talks a lot about just like whatever you think is going to happen is going to happen. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I've heard. Um, yeah, I love the thought. On yeah. That. And um, I take that and just kind of run with it, even if it doesn't directly happen. Like, let's say I want to work with like exactly the same situation that you said and it doesn't happen. It's just like, well, that doesn't mean it's not happening. It's just not this person. And, it, you know, yeah, you start yeah. thinking. Or not right now. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's the, the famous quote is, um, or I guess the idea of that is whether you think you can do it or not, you're correct. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, if you tell yourself you can do it, you'll find a way to do it. If you tell yourself you can't, yeah. You, you yeah, it's not going to happen. And you'll meet your tribe, you know? Like, I think we were talking about that earlier. Not everyone's going to get your style. Not everyone's going to get your vibe. And that's what's beautiful about Mm -hmm. the world. Mm -hmm. Because when somebody does, it makes them that much more special. Yeah, it's all about that patience, for sure. Because I know uh, I've heard that plenty plenty where people will get discouraged because, um, you know, a certain collaboration doesn't work out or certain... Look at what happened with Squid Games took a decade it took a whole <laughs> I decade saw, i saw that thing right i wasn't quite sure how to um i don't know what to pull from that have you watched it no 
Well, what do you mean? What what to pull from that is never give up. (laughs) Well, here's the other thing I was trying to pull from. If you believe in your idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely get that. That's that's the intention of the thing. Yeah. But I'm always trying to be like, well, what is it? Because I think the story goes the creator was pitching Squid Game for. A decade. Yeah, like I, I'm trying to. I also would be curious to know how much it changed since the first pitch to what actually sold to Netflix mm. or yeah. what got produced, or maybe he he started from scratch at the on the you know six years. Like who knows? I like I'm very curious to to understand his personal journey through mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I'm also, but then I'm also like, I wish I had a Squid Game idea you do (laughs) (laughs) no i mean something that i desperately want told that i'm willing Mm. to pitch it over and over and over again endlessly and just needing this one story like i'm uh uh go ahead i'm said i'm more of the type of balancing multiple ideas at once and if Mm. one's not grabbing go for another like whatever is producible now but while keeping the other one in the background like stuff like that but I guess I maybe he did for that too. You, that's like a methodical thing, a safety thing. Yeah. Um, and less of a, I don't know. I think like, I think yeah, you as a Virgo, that makes sense because you're. I knew like, that was gonna come up. You're literally <laughs> thinking, okay, let me have three, so it's not just one. The probability, Correct. you know what I mean? Correct. Hundred so, percent. But which is okay. But I think it's like it's cool to really dig deep into one thing, um, and feel so drawn and connected. And I was gonna mention this earlier because you were like, you know how you stay in your bubble as far as like film friends you mm-hmm, know what i mean mm-hmm. like acquaintances it's like all film people that should change your bubble should <laughs> be popped because that's where the best stories come from is the rest of the world and all that they're doing you know like it's kind of cool to talk to somebody that is totally different than you even if it's uncomfortable it's cool because you learn so much from that experience no most definitely I know through the through the podcast has been an excuse to to chat with people that are not in the industry whatsoever yeah um, but I do appreciate the challenge um, <laughs> yes no I like it and I, I that is something that I that have been more uh, it's been more at the forefront of my of my thought That's for definitely. sure Um <clears throat> What were we talking about? Not Squid Game, but okay. <laughs> got lost. I got lost there watching you drink your stuff. Um, I will. Let's jump to. Um, oh, we were talking about how to get experience on set. That's right. I guess I was going to mention. Uh, maybe not. How to get experience on set is just telling people what you want to do and oh, saying you'll do it for them. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, sure. You know, just kind of putting yourself out there is a big part of it. Yeah, I guess that kind of kind of comes into um, a little bit of an advice section. So I'll, is you've been here for over a year now. Um, it's been a crazy year. Crazy, insane. It's been an insane I year. I cannot even begin to explain. I remember I was. I did not uh, mean to rhyme. I was te- <laughs> <laughs> it's going on a little little riff. Um, I remember when we had met up for coffee I was kind of jokingly half 
praising the like he chose a an an, an interesting time to make the jump mm-hmm. like during COVID. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, this is because I know like I I had I, I know people that were definitely their passion was killed through through COVID because of lack of opportunity during that time. Um, so then to make the jump during that time where opportunity is at like an all time low. Was that an all time high for me? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you came with you came with an opportunity. Or, yeah, no, I for sure. I think it has. Well, even before I moved here, I was even during COVID. Before I moved, I you've was been um, doing great. I know. Yeah. What? No, something. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I said you've been doing great. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. Thank no, you. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Even before I moved here, it was still COVID times. Um, and I mean, I was just. I don't know. I was just hustling. I was doing like a hundred dollar BTS photography just to be on set. You know what I mean? Like it was just, huh? Hundo percent. Hundo percent. Yeah. You know, like, and it just, I think just being hungry attracts so much opportunity. And I mean, not hungry in like an unhealthy way, but just like in a way where it's like, this is really what I want to do. I'm really drawn to this. I'm thinking about it every day. And so like, when you think about something every day, it kind of just starts coming closer to your reality, and yeah. that's what happened. Yeah. So I guess I was gonna ask. Um, I don't know for for those just just the the Sonnet advice on how to move to Los Angeles and thrive in life. God, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I can't tell you. <laughs> or let's just let's not talk about thriving. Okay. A st- like a step one that I like to tell people, let's talk about surviving is step one of surviving. moving to Los Angeles is you can't thrive unless you get here and you can actually like stay here is number one. Um, so do you have any tidbits on like you you've kind of mentioned you mentioned the hungry, you mentioned the the working for free. The, a lot. the working for free. You didn't say that yet, but you yeah. just said that now. Working for free, which is not I mean, I'm not saying that you should. I'm just saying that's what happened on my journey. I worked yeah. for free or for very cheap, and when that happened, it opened a lot of doors for me because people wanted to use me all the time cuz oh, well, she's going to write this streamer for free. She's going to do you know ba for a hundred dollars or whatever it's like now i don't do that anymore i get paid for my work and that's so there's a time and a place yeah there's a time and a place and that time and place was before i moved and right when i moved so so then can you provide some context on how those opportunities came about like the (laughs) the the free or the hundred just so just so there's a little bit of uh context on how to know whether to trust the uh, the how to gauge whether it's maybe worth the time or not? Um, well, like, being on set and talking to people, um, and also you never know who's watching, and that's kind of what I learned. Honestly, I I, I, I kind of said this to a couple of my comrades the other day, but um, comrade, I like it. <laughs> I was telling them, um, I was fixing the crafty table on set. And I was so anal about it, and they kind of just poked fun at me for that because it was it kind of was fun for me. I don't know. I just really enjoy making it very organized and pleasing to whoever is around. You never know and, who's and around. Then, you and know? then crafty, just to clarify for non-film folk. 
It's snacks for the crew and whoever else is on set. Okay, so. great. So it's yeah, it's a little table with all the snacks out, and you were organizing it, and yeah, and so um, they were kind of making fun of me, and I was like, "Hey, you never know who's watching." I got my first directing gig and a plane ticket to Los Angeles because the right person noticed me perfecting a crafty table one time. Oh my god. That's really what happened. Wow. Well, I mean, it's, obviously it's... it was more than that. <laughs> <laughs> but it was that's essentially what started the conversation to make all of this happen. I could see that. It's like an attention to detail, it's a care, it's a it's a you are doing this job and you're taking it seriously. So imagine giving this person more opportunity. What can they do with that? Right. Yeah. Especially when they work for free. <laughs> Especially when they work for free. Or very cheap. Um. Or very cheap. Yeah. No, but that opened doors for me. That's a beautiful story. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's cool. It's cool. No, I think it's awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm grateful. I have a similar story. Really? Crafty table story number two. I was peeing for free when I first moved here. And uh, I met somebody who, like I was talking to her about, like I'm actually here trying to be a script supervisor, but I've only lived here for like a couple months. So I just want to get on set. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm happy to give you guys like a day or you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then she turned into a, a recurring, um, she gave me a, re- a gig that was recurring over many months as a script supervisor. That's and amazing. Then, and then now we like produce together too. See? So that all came from working for free. Yeah. For like, I think I gave, I don't know, like they were doing like a 10 day feature. They're, they're looking for volunteer PAs to like staff me up or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, yeah. like, I'm down. I'll give like two days to, for you guys or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and then I put my foot down when they asked for more. I'm like, nope. Yeah. I said to. You have to put your foot down sometimes. Yeah, unless you, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a big thing to talk about, too. It's like, when do you know to start asking for your rate or whatever you feel you deserve? Because um, it's not like, I didn't go to film school, personally. Yeah, you know me either. I mean? yeah, yeah. Either. So yeah. it's like, it's not like you learn this and get a degree and now you get this rate. You know what I mean? So you kind of got to know, engage what your yeah, expertise is. I don't even think that happens with film school. <laughs> well, yeah, it doesn't happen with film school. What I'm trying to say is it's not a normal job. Right. You know, you don't like, the way you learn is kind of just by doing <laughs> and just going for it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, when do you know to just be like, no, I deserve this much, you know, but... That's a, uh, yeah, how how do you know? I think time. And also just, like, there are times where, like, I've PC'd on a set and I'm, like, observing and seeing what I could do better and applying that to my next job. And then things start working really smoothly for everybody. And then I'm, like, oh, I have the confidence now where I can be like, oh, I, I know how to do this job really well. Mm-hmm. And then I think once that happens and you got a good enough, you know, yeah, history yeah. a little bit and you can start asking and demanding I, for what you deserve. Yeah, I think you can you can feel it. Like you said, is you had a certain amount of experience and then you gained experience and you were confident in that experience. Yeah. So it's like I made this much last time and now I'm this much better I'm confident that I deserve more for who I am and what I bring to the table. 
Well, and also, though, with that being said, I think it's different. Like, speaking, I don't know, just, like, when I've directed a few things in the past, like, I will sacrifice my rate a lot and put it on the screen. And Classic music video. I think classic a lot of things, you know. Sure, James sure. Cameron went so over budget in Titanic. <laughs> like, they, he said, just take my whole rate. But they didn't take his points. So he still got, like, recurring residual income from it. Thank God. But I think that just shows, I think, how much you care about the art. It sucks. We all want to live in a perfect world where we have our budgets and we get paid and we can get what we want on mm-hmm, the screen. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't always happen that way. Yeah. Money's yeah. a weird thing in film. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it and I love it. <laughs> uh, especially as a director. Yeah. Because there's always the excuse with, I'm putting everything I have into this project. Money doesn't mean anything right now. <laughs> I'll worry about that later. Yeah. Um, it's not sustainable, though. No, you you got to, you know, yeah. take care of yourself. But, yeah, I think um, it's kind of just a puzzle. You got to make it work. You got to find a way to make money doing what you love and put it back into what you're doing. And then, mm-hmm. you know, figuring it out. I think that's what I'm doing now. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty cool seeing how you can shift money to your advantage because you know we especially as directors with no budgets you know what i mean like how do you get one how do you make it work right how do you make it work so that's fun to figure out (laughs) 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 want to make like short how do you with what how uh yes so i'm trying to let me gauge time here i know we're getting toward oh okay what time is it 130 okay we have 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Um, let's talk a little bit about future. Um, so you kind of mentioned it there. You, you, you did preface a little bit. Like you're like, I can't, ca- I can't call myself a film director because I'm not directing films. Right. Let's, so I, I remember we talked about this last time too at coffee and uh, talking about um, kind of the stories you want to tell. Mm-hmm. Um options on what your directorial narrative film debut may be mm. and uh on what the if it's on the horizon or what the what the trajectory looks like right now um not to not, not to stress out or anything <laughs> right <but I'm, laughs> not to stress out no it's like a, i think um <clears throat> What I create will be leading towards a woman's experience that I can say for sure. Um, I enjoy delving into women's emotions and trying to relay that to men and women both. Um, it's going to be dark. <laughs> mm-hmm, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, but I haven't quite figured it out yet. Yeah, I've had like I I have an idea book where like I write ideas and stuff that I like, yeah. but yeah, not that not that you have to commit to or divulge the specific story, yeah. but um, I guess just at, at to maybe what stage of the process you feel like you are with it, if it's if because I mean, do you? I'm assuming it sounds like you want to write the project as well. Yeah. Is that accurate? Yeah, I do. I enjoy writing a lot, actually. 
um, thing that all stems from loving to read. But yeah, I do want to write the project. Um, I think, honestly, I'm still learning how to write, though. And also, like, just expanding my knowledge through reading and watching movies and just studying more. I don't think I'm... Like, I'm not locking in my crew or anything, you know what I mean? I'm still creating the story and and being 100% attached to it and committed to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think I'm a one-story-at-a-time person. A uh, little, little simple topic here. I felt like I had another idea, and then I forgot it. Um, but for now, I, I recall talking about social media with you last time we, we hung out. Um because we were talking about how uh, directors that you look up to have no social media presence whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, there are a couple that do, but sure, yeah. Yeah, but for, for, you know. And then oh, oh, I think I recall saying something, well, it kind of makes sense. I mean, when you're a working, busy, you're, yeah. you don't really need to do it. And there's kind of like not time to do it. It takes yeah. energy to develop a post. It does. Um, yeah. So I guess what I was going to ask today, because there's a new Instagram function that happened, and it made sense that you would take advantage of it. It's like a scheduling thing? No. Do oh. you do that? No, I don't. <laughs> I just thought that's what you were going to say. No, they have the uh, the the no likes. You can you can hide yeah, likes yeah, yeah. now. Yeah. So I was curious to get your take on, because you take advantage of that, which I think is cool. Yeah. Um, I think it's cool just to show art or whatever you're doing without having the need to show people like your likes. I don't mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. Or the or the need for other people to see. You know what I mean? So they can just take it in and be like, oh, it's not she got this many likes or he got this many likes. It's more like what you're posting. Yeah, about. let the let the art speak for itself yeah. versus the uh the number feeding the opinion of oh a lot of people like this i guess i'll like it too yeah it's like no just think think for yourself think about what it is it does make a difference and it's not even i don't even think they're doing it on purpose i think it's just a subconscious thing who instagram like people on instagram like whoever is using instagram like i don't think they do it on purpose like they're not like oh this person has this many likes so let me like her this person has this many likes so let me not like it i think people do that it's i know but it's subconscious i think i don't think it's Um. like purposefully intentionally i think we're kind of been programmed just by having instagram for so long and having the like system for so long that it's just what people do without even wanting to do it or knowing they're doing it which kind of sucks but no it makes sense we talked about it a little bit before with uh the normalness this is a little bit into that where being a part of the club or being a part of the group of something popular is kind of a nice safe haven, a nice exciting place to be. So it's like, oh, this is affirmed, a plus. Yeah. I can like this now subconsciously. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So you do that. All right. Social media is weird. <laughs> <laughs> Such a weird world we live in. It's weird. <laughs> I know. I've been struggling with it because I, 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 um, I don't know. I don't it's know a if love hate thing. it's. Uh, I know Bo Burnham specifically has affected the way I look at social media. I don't, did you, are you familiar with Bo? No. 
Okay. Am I, is that ignorant of me? No, it's not. <laughs> I feel like it's, I no, never know. We people. live in we live in such a fractured, uh, you know, world entertainment yeah. environment that it's hard to know. It's a point of reference. It, it, he's a like a comedian actor. He's also he had his own directorial debut a couple of years ago. Oh, nice. Um, so he's just a creative type in general, and he has this special on Netflix uh, that came out maybe a few months ago. Mm-hmm that his his objective he's been doing he came up in youtube so he does like musical comedic songs and he's a funny dude and so he came up through the youtube space he's had a couple of specials and uh he's toured the country doing his show and all that kind of stuff and he mentions at a point he took five years i think it was five years away from it because he was having anxiety and panic attacks on stage oh, wow. that he was like fighting like you can't see it by watching him but he was saying like oh he was going because his show is like designed to the t like he's got to hit the specific word the specific beat on the so he can't break ever so he's going through stuff wow so he took five years away uh and then in 2020 he decided that like he put a lot of work into making himself better. Like he, well, he needed to heal. Mm. He needed the time away. That's beautiful. And in 2020, he's like, I think I'm ready to come back out to the world. Yeah. And as soon as he was ready to come back out, COVID, COVID. hits, and he's told to go back inside. So, <laughs> so wow. So his thing that he did during COVID was he challenged himself with, I'm gonna stay in my room, or I guess he has like a guest house or something. He stayed in the room. And he developed a special by himself. So he shot it, and he wrote it, and he performed it, and he lit it, and he recorded it, and edited it, and all that. And he spent all of 2020 through lockdown, maybe even into 2021. Wow! And it's up on Netflix, and you get to watch this hour and a wow. half. And he, it's all him, and wow. he kind of, you can see his 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 mental progression like you it kind of you, you get it's a it's a wow i need to check that out that sounds a, really intriguing so he has a lot of commentary on on the world in the the hmm. stage of like everybody giving all their opinions all the time in the weird social media yeah. sphere and yeah and I, I watch it and i'm like uh it's a little bit like i don't i don't even know how to shit i, I haven't i don't really post much myself anyway like it's mm-hmm. usually career focused and here's yeah. me as a director here's what i provide or here's my tone here's right. some comedic bits but yeah um as far as like facebook and stuff because i still have i still have my Facebook. your metaverse <laughs> yeah <laughs> in my metaverse um yeah i'm like i want to post and i want to share but i'm like i don't even know how to do that what do I, you know, yeah so i struggle either way maybe check out the special it's yeah a, it's a, it's that an, sounds really intriguing actually i definitely yeah. definitely will it's check interesting it out. It's it's it, it, it's it's kind of yeah it's cool. So What's I what's the name again? Bo Burnham. Bo Burnham. The special is called Inside. Okay. All right. We are at the end of the show. Yes, we are. That was a nice smooth transition to the end here. And uh, I guess I guess we'll close out. Um. I wanted to take a little moment uh it's almost kind of a note to self but um (laughs) the thing that i have coming up next is 
uh, I'm directing, I don't think I mentioned this to you, I'm directing a feature. Uh, oh, exciting. Day one is tomorrow. Oh, wow. Um, and day it's, tomorrow. It's going to be crazy. Major Monday. Major Monday. <laughs> uh, it is, I am being, ta- this is my first time directing a, th- a, a feature that I'm not also producing and I did not write. Okay. So it's kind of cool. Nice. I'm very proud. Yeah, I'm trying to, you should I'm be. Trying to celebrate. Congratulations. Yes, thank you. Yeah. The the twist that I like to throw on this to make people know that it's maybe not the coolest thing, but it's still cool because I gotta I gotta rehumble myself. <laughs> <laughs> gotta stay humble in the game. Yeah. Gotta stay. <laughs> Is that we're shooting this in seven days? Ooh, challenging. So, so it's uh. How many pages is it? It's a full. I think it's like ninety pages. Okay. Um. There are some days where we're trying to tackle like a twenty-page day. Wow. Which is, so if I've never. Personally, I believe in you guys. <laughs> I've never it. been a part of a project in any capacity that shot a feature in this amount of time. Yeah. So, luckily, I'm working with the cinematographer that I've worked with before, so that'll hopefully keep things moving nice yeah. and smooth. Um, but How's I, the DP? Good. He's Good, great. Cool vibes. He's very chill. Nice. Vibes very nicely with, you know, with me. Cool. Um, yeah, no, he's great. And yeah, like he shot, we just shot, uh, he was my DP on uh, a feature, yeah, that I just maybe, le- uh, that I shot in May. So awesome. We worked together recently. Cool. Um, so that's what that's I have exciting. going on. Yeah. Hey. I'm, I'm looking forward to recapping later on how that, how that went and how crazy it was. Yeah. So as of right now, my opinion is... Do not produce a movie that's going to be shot in seven days. Do not Ooh. set your team up to do that. It's not ideal. Yeah. The more time, the better. If you want it to be good, blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, blah. But budget restraints and all that. But for me as a director, I'm like, let's do it. Let's go right. for it. Right. As a producer, that's like your perfect hell. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. I hope they're okay over there. I'm sure they'll be good. Should it's be all fine. in pre-production. It's all in pre, which... Uh, we'll see how it goes. If it's super organized, you'll be good. Well, it's got me on the team. They got the, the Virgo. Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> like we thought about it at the same they got, time. They got the Virgo. Um, uh, my father's a Virgo. Cool. I appreciate it. Nice. I appreciate y'all's energy. So then you, um, you mentioned the the doc. Yeah. Is you you got yourself busy with that? The doc is the main that. thing right now, so that's really fun. And um, and then. Keep me posted. I'm looking forward to k- keeping in touch and following yeah. the journey. And I look forward to uh, your narrative debut still. Thanks so, for having me. Yeah. So I guess the, the last, last question is how the people want to keep up with your, with your stuff or see what you're up to or find st- work that you've done. How do, how do people do that? Where do people go to, to see your stuff or... Um. Maybe just even Instagram. I don't know. Whatever you yeah, want to put out. Yeah, for right now, um, it's just Instagram, which is at Sanet, S-A-H-N-A-H-H-H. Lovely. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm I'm devel- I'm honestly focusing less on posting work and more on working on work. <laughs> yeah. And then um, once there's you know something i'm really proud to share i think i'll share it 
definitely building a website as well mm. and doing all that great stuff. But yeah, for now, Instagram. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Great. So that's the show. Um, thanks for coming out. Make sure you uh, leave a like. <laughs> subscribe. Like and subscribe. Do that. Follow. I don't even know. Okay, yeah. Regardless, if you enjoy the show, find some way to uh, to to do that stuff on whatever platform you're watching, listening. Um, show some love. Show some love. But yeah, yeah, great having you. Great seeing you again. Thanks for having me. So and glad it's in your new place. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. And uh, that's it. All right, cool. It's a wrap. Bye-bye. <laughs> Boom, boom, boom.